Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. This week I'm joined by Oh Bertie's not here at the moment, but we're hoping he'll join us a little bit later. He'll be, he'll uh, be here. Forty. G'day, folks. And Ham. Yep. Uh, and your host Hamish <laughs> trials over, and and, and, I, and I did just have myself on mute, so that's why there was a little bit of a pause there. Um, but ready to run, trials over, back to footy. Um, so let's let's start off with our round thirteen review. Eels forty, Knights four, twenty three thousand in attendance at Old Boys Day in Newcastle. Uh, they they licked a couple of tears, our boys. Uh, tears being Knights tears. So uh, try scorers Ryan Madison. Hayes Dunster getting his first NRL try. Make a Sivo with a double. Clint Gutherson, Bryce Cartwright, Tom Opacic, and Wonga Blake. Uh, Mitch Moses, poor off the boot, but uh, it seemed to be that calf was was a little bit of an issue. Was that something that was raised during the game, or is that just an excuse from Mitch? They didn't, the commentary didn't mention anything about the calf right until he was ho- or hooked, taken off as a preventive measure uh, when he was getting that treatment on the field. But yeah, so he just shaved the upright, was it a. Uh, Four times? Yeah, he showed the upright four times because Gaffo was two from two. Yeah, and uh, Anari Tuala, rather, in the 75th minute getting a try. Um, so we keep that record intact, 100 IQ play, uh, 4D chess by the Eels there, noting that the last time we've kept teams to nil, we've gone to get flogged the next week. So um, very smart move. <laughs> yes, yep. that, that is some um, high IQ football, uh, the spy of intelligence there. And then uh, let's get into the stat sheet. Do you mind? If yeah. I go forty, sorry, no, didn't no, mean to cut you off. No, no, I was um, I was just going to meander into a, a dumb statement, so it's probably better that you um, take control there. <laughs> Here we are: possessions fifty six percent to the Eels, completing at eighty two percent to the Knights sixty five. So we had thirty six completed sets to the Knights twenty four. Uh, we outran two hundred and six to one fifty six. Outgained them five hundred meters to by five hundred meters. Uh, Post contact meters hundred. I think Sean Lane probably uh, accounted for most of them. So 100 in advance of the Knights, nine line breaks to three, 34 tackle breaks to 21. Uh, beat average set distance. Again, average play the ball speed, 3.65 seconds to the Knights, winning that at 3.38 seconds. 19 offloads to four. I think at one point it was 17 nil. Uh, look at the kicking, 22. Kicking meters, 700. Kick defusal, 75% to us, to 45% for the Knights. Uh Effective tackle percentage, 92% to 86%. Uh, we made 326 tackles, so about 70 less. And we had 21 missed and 7 ineffective. 13 errors, though. That's a bit high to the Knights, 16. Three penalties each. Two ruck infringements to us, three to the Knights. Uh, each got one inside, 10 metre. Two on reports to four. And Newcastle having that one sin bin, which was probably you know a bit ticky-tack, that one. Uh, one HIA, and that was for Newcastle. So um, I'll start off with you, Forty. How did you see that playing out? I mean, this was a game that we came in playing in very understrength for Newcastle's team that weren't exactly in form. I know they'd beaten Manly the week before, but that was a very ugly uh, scrappy contest, and they were without four of their biggest names in Cowan, Ponga, Saifidi, Frizzell, and Clemmer between injury and suspension and origin. But um, you get look at our recent history, and, and more than just recent, but the last decade and a bit of history between us and Newcastle, and you would have been forgiven thinking, thinking this was going to be an ugly game one way or another, regardless of who was on deck for the Knights. Um, I don't think we'd won a game by more than single-digit points for over a decade or thereabouts. So I've, when our uh, 60s and I were doing the preview for this, we were like, well, it's going to be pretty tough. But yeah, they just they did the job. Uh, Brad Arthur threw down the, the glove on team was Tuesday. He dropped Blake Ferguson. The challenge was there saying, you know, it's time to lift, time to respond. And they did that. They bounced back after a couple of bad losses against Manly and South Sydney. 
and just went out there and played some good football. I know the error, error count crept up a little bit by the end of the day, but they just really controlled that game from start to finish for them, like for the better part of the running, and Newcastle couldn't go with them. So I was quite happy with that one. It, it was a game that you can't get too much out of it because Newcastle were weak, but yeah, we played a very good game of football. And Ham? Um, I'd just like to point out two things. First, I've picked uh, Nighttime scoring four points, and I did pick Ryan Madison as first try scorer. So uh, nice. That's that's two out of three. Not bad. Um, okay, okay, mate. Lose. Yeah, calm down. It was just a, a good controlling. Don't be sad, Ham, because two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it's just a good. Sorry, I thought I had a spider crawling on me. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, you're just, a bit like Dilbags. That spider's <laughs> crawling all over yeah. him on Sunday. Oh, boy, I tell you what, didn't he just? Explode out of the gates, young Dylan. Um, I, you know, as lauded as, as his performance has been in attack, where he ran nearly two hundred meters. You know, his kicking game, I thought, um, has has improved over the little mini break that he's had. Um, those bombs he was putting up, you know, still could use a little bit of work, but um, a lot more were contestable rather than just being lollipopped up in the air. So, um, but you know, having him in defence, there was just times there where um, the ball got on his outside and. He just found a way to get his body in front, and that allowed the um, centre and the winger to stay out as well. So, um, yeah, Tom Opicic having a better game defensively than he did the week before, not having to cover both inside and his outside there. So, um, yeah, again, it was just it was against a Newcastle side, and I think that um, this is the performance I sort of expected. Um, and, you know, with a bit of luck, or if Mitchell had his kicking boots on, he obviously bought the wrong boots. Um and I thought the Wunger Blake try that was disallowed that where was, yeah, Jake Clifford very made a defensive decision. He, he clearly made a defensive decision. To uh, turn on Papali'i and then uh, kick his legs he, together he to fall over. He completely closed his hips and shoulders to the to the sideline. Like, that is a defensive yeah. decision. Yeah, but, you know, they say, I, I, I don't think Papali'i touched him. I think he touched Papali'i anyway. You know, the, the game could have been 60-plus in the end there. So, But in the end, to me, I'm not overly focused on, oh, we scored, you know, 80 points against Team X. Like, I'd rather the means of the way we got there. We just did it controlled. Um, Newcastle never really looked like scoring, so that's very yeah, good from us. Yeah, that is a big positive. Um, I like the fact that both Mike Acevo and Hayes Dunster definitely stepped up in the absence of Ferguson because that was one of the concerns is that Fergo's the, you know, primary meter eater early in those uh, return sets. And I thought that both of them, especially Sevo, someone who we've been critical of for good reason, uh, for lacking in that capacity in recent uh, seasons, I suppose, uh, he definitely stepped up to the plate and had a good game. So very encouraging there. It was also good to see. Well, I thought that um, the the new centre next to him really stepped up. Mm. I thought uh, Clinton Gutherson uh, tried to find out Wunger Blake in those early ruck runs to really get him yeah. involved. And um, you know, later on in the game, I thought it. In, you know, that sort of confidence taking those early easy runs just in smashing up in the defence allowed him that confidence to, you know, cut back on the inside and, um, yeah, it was just making huge meters yeah, yeah. there. That, that's where I was going to go too, Ham, is that it was good to see Wanga get more involved. I mean, it wasn't just the early ball where he got the tee off a little bit and go infield and break some tackles, but, you know, just getting involved in behind the ruck, working the ball back into the, you know, the middle defence and, you know, helping the rest of the team get forwards early in those sets. So that was his best all-round game in quite some time. He had a team high, eight tackle breaks, looked very dangerous whenever he got the early ball and was heavily involved. And like you said, should have had a try, um, which would have been a really nice. A uh, double. Yeah, sorry, should have had a double, sorry. Uh, 
with a that nice little cutback uh, in the first half where he uh, had a very emphatic uh, slam down of the, the footy too. So unfortunately that one came back, but yeah, good to see there. Um, and yeah, the forward pack was outstanding. I really like what the guys off the bench did. I thought Sean Lane had his best game of the season. I thought Oregon Cafusi was very good. Bryce Cartwright came in and had some really nice touches, scored a try, set up a try for an incredibly deft touch on that left boot. Uh, the way he managed to put that grubber kick in so only Wonga could get it and um and left the uh the fullback from uh Newcastle uh gosh. Texoy. Uh yeah, Texoy with like no chance to get there was uh, a very uh impressive display of skill. Uh, and I think the um the only forward that you could probably question as far as having like a okay game was Murata, surprisingly, who um didn't get through a ton of offensive work. Just the sixty two meters from seven runs. Uh uh, but he did get through 25 tackles with just one miss. So that's where the bulk of his work was done. And he was playing the uh, the uh, the accompanying piece or the uh, the off the off piece to a dominant Reagan Campbell-Gillard in that first stint too. So, yeah, good good all-around game. Yeah, I think that's right. And you, you guys highlighted at the bench. Um, I thought they really stepped up, Oregon um, especially. Um, and it just seemed like that starting pack didn't have to do as much and carry the, the load like they have been. Um, in some portions of the year and especially last year. And it was just a nice return back to the Eels game, you know, the offloading. It was it was a lot less one out football, which is which was nice to see, although there were at times, you know, when we're just trying to control the flow of the game and, and pin Newcastle back. Um, there were uh, those instances where there was a bit of one out stuff, but that early work and, and especially that first stint from the bench or that stint from the bench rather really opened up the middle. And um, we just had our way with Newcastle and, you know, Newcastle are low on troops and they've got a couple of blokes filling in and, you know, it is what it is, but you know, they play the teams in front of you and um, it, it's nice for us to, to return to form. And, you know, especially in that historical context where Newcastle have absolutely smashed us and, and being old boys day up there as well, I'm sure uh, the, the current the Eagles squad reveled in that. 20th anniversary of the 01 grand final too. There was a lot of backstory to that round in round 13 that it could have gone the other way. There could have been a big upset, but the, the Eels got the job done. So well done. Yeah, and especially um, Dillbags, he, he probably had one of his better first-grade games, and especially this year. I, th- I think we were probably a little bit critical of him earlier in the season um, before he had that stint out for, for the tackle um, against the Roosters. And um, I thought, you know, just his run game was fantastic, but he was also opening up the pass a little bit. And Ryan Madison, that's probably the best game I've seen from him this year too. Um, again, having that, I don't know if it's just confidence on the men outside him that they're going to catch the ball, but, you know, especially that flick pass to, to Hayes Dunster, that was beautiful. and Absolutely couldn't time it any better, that flick, flick pass. Yeah, I don't think Hayes could, uh, um, yeah, it was wondering his luck on that one. That was so, uh, he was just in the right place at the right time and, and Madison did all the work for it. Um, yeah, and, and I think you guys touched on it, Dillbag's long kicking game was a lot better. Um, but I thought, especially our edge defence, we just look a lot less jumpy um, with that new setup. Mm-hmm. And I think for Wanga, you know, I know it's early days and it's only against Newcastle, but the last two weeks when he's moved over to that other edge, he just seems more set defensively there. And, and my understanding, and, and just correct me if I'm wrong, is that he played that edge uh, coming through at Newca- uh, at Pen- Penrith, rather. Um, and now that, you know, you don't have a Michael Jennings in the team, and I think Opacic... Uh, can play either side. I think keeping him on that edge and getting a set defensive side with Dillbags there. Um, oh, sorry, not Dillbags there. Sorry, um, he's on the other side now, isn't he? No. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, would just make him so much more confident and and it unlocks that attacking game of his. You know, he was in space all the second half. 
um, where, you know, maybe a pass or a duck or one more swerve would have seen him breaking right open. But it was nice to see him back in a bit of space. Um, well, it makes sense, you know, because our right side sort of our ruck side, you could say, like we try and um, hit up on the right to set up for the left. So having Wunga Blake, who's six foot five or, you know, he's he's a tall bugger, he's, big, he's a big two. So, you know, having him and his pace on that side of the field makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we can see what Wonga can be at his best. And I think um, Brad Arthur was justified in which player he dropped um, over the weekend with those results, even though it was against the Newcastle team. Yeah, that that was lacking a lot of attacking prowess, but still, uh, we'll come against Tigers and all we can do is try to build those uh, defensive relationships moving forward because we know they're going to be tested later on in the year when we run through the gauntlet. And, you know, in three weeks' time, we're going to be up against Penrith. but. In the next two weeks, we've got to play a Tigers team um, that, you know, has been up and down all year, but they've got two wins on the trot. And a Bulldogs team, you know, we, we smashed them earlier in the year, but they're an age-old enemy, so we, we, we can never take them lightly. Um, but early days, it's positive, um, even if it was against the Newcastle team that was quite under strength. All right, we ready to wrap it there? I think so. Yeah, good to Back on to Ferdinand Lider, which is always nice, chasing the Storm and the Panthers, obviously. But, yeah, finally taking care of business, snapping that two-game losing streak. So, well done to all. Okay, well, let's move on to the flag. Although, on the front cover, it says uh, on New South Wales RL 20 all draw. Uh, the game wasn't played um, due to the lockdown in Melbourne. Um, so, I don't know if they're going to replay it later on in the year or, or what's going to happen, or they might just award an extra buy. Who knows? Um, so, we'll wait and get some more news on that. But then moving into the, uh, what do they call this now? The knock-on effect New South Wales Cup. Uh, Eels 30, Knights 22, Triscorers Tassapale, Penasini, Russell, Kai Rodwell, and Jacob Arthur. And Rankin, four from five off the boot, plus a penalty goal. So down 12-10 at halftime, according to New South Wales RL. Um, Yep, that's right. Uh, They came back in the second half. How did you boys see it? Or did you see it? No. no, this was not covered, unfortunately, despite there being uh, no other NRL game. Uh, for some reason, there was uh, – was it the Queensland game that was covered, Ham? Uh, On Fox, no, it was the Bears versus sorry, the, the Bears, yeah. Seagulls. Yeah, which is a bit confusing. You'd think they'd have the TV set up in Marathon or – sorry, uh, uh, the Newcastle Stadium. But anyway, um, we saw the highlights. McDonald Jones, that's the one, yeah. Uh, we saw the highlights. Um, Will Penasini set up the opening try with a really nice run. Um, he had uh, a team high 180 meters as well, so he got heavily involved offensively. Um, oh yeah, if you get if you there's the highlights on New South Wales Rugby League at New South Wales. Uh, I'm not sure Rugby if it's on their web page, yeah. but I saw it on their Twitter feed. And Will just Sorry. jumps in yeah. a dummy half and just blows them to pieces. Sorry, at New South Wales Cup, not at NSWRL, because they're separate accounts. It's the New South Wales Cup account that has the highlights. Oh, there you go. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, just looking at the highlights, um, you know, typical reserve grade tries, some short range stuff and whatnot. Um, but the boys held on uh, with the Knights coming back at the end. So, yeah, just a, a good win. Um, One thing I did notice was Will moved over sides, to the left yeah. playing right you, central. Real interesting. Been playing right all year and switched to the left. So I don't know if it had anything to do with Ferguson dropping back and having to reconfigure the back line or something. But, yeah, um, just a, a good solid win, and it keeps them uh, in third place as well. So we're occupying third and two spots um, in the top two competitions. We're chasing the Magpies and the Panthers in Reggie's. Um, they're two and three wins ahead of us, respectively. So a bit of work to do there, but it's, um, for a team as young and, and as volatile as the team selection has been because of you know call-ups to first grade and injuries and suspension, they've done a good job holding it together. So credit to Ryan Carr and the playing group there. They've done a good job. 
Yes, so they stay in third spot on the competition ladder, which is um, always good. And uh, moving on to the next week. Um, all right, well, Eels news. There's not too much to cover um, other than Reed Marnie. So he's sidelined indefinitely with a shoulder injury, um, according to the Parramatta Eels injury news. Um, so the, wait and see. The feedback from the ground and the radio interviews was that it was a minor subluxation of the shoulder, which is not the official diagnosis yet because I haven't been told that, but... Uh, well, it says on the page the Eels hooker had scans which confirmed damage to his shoulder capsule. Readers commenced rehab and his return to play is unknown at this stage, whilst Ray Stone remains uh, sidelined with an ankle injury. So uh-huh. um, it doesn't sound like it was a pec injury, which is what we were all yeah, the, thinking, big or a bicep yeah. rupture. Well, that's right. They're the two. That would have been the two huge concerns because that's pretty much season ending uh, there and then. But it looks like we've got the buy in three weeks, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Reed right out that period and come out of the buy reassessing where he is. Um, but yeah, so it could have been a lot worse, but we're going to have an interesting period now because we've got two manageable games against the Tigers and the Dogs and then that huge showdown against Penrith uh, prior to entering that buy. Um, as the uh, interchange officials starting to get the card ready, it looks like, boys. Um, we've got the super sub coming in hot in a few minutes. Um, oh, he's coming. <laughs> oh, Lordy, he's coming. He's coming. But yeah, um, obviously big news for the team because Reed is you know, such an integral part and you're losing a state of origin caliber player for anywhere between one to four weeks, potentially maybe, you know, you think it'd be that sort of window. Um, but yeah, could have been a lot worse too because like you said, Hamish, if it was that, that pec tear or that bicep tear, you, you can put the, um, the fork in him. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm very thankful that that's what it is. And I guess we've dodged a little bit of a bullet there. Um, but uh, I think, um, uh, was it NRL physio said shoulder subluxation. So, and Reed Marnie reported that he felt it pop in, pop out and then yeah. pop back in. So I guess, uh, you know, he doesn't stay down unless he's really hurt. Last year he had, uh, what, did he, what did he bust last year? Was it the broken, the broken foot against the Titans? Yeah, broken foot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so unfortunate that he's had the injuries, but it, it hasn't seemed to, to take him out for long periods of time. And especially in the circumstances where this year he's really lifted his game to another level. And um, I thought he was quite uh, deserving of that starting origin hooker spot for Queensland. But obviously they've gone a different direction. Um, but it, it seems to me that the general consensus across the NRL is that Reed should have been starting. Yeah, they did not dirty. A lot of, you know, Big-time ex-players came out and thought that the one-two punch of uh, Marnie and Grant would have been ideal for Queensland. Instead, they're... Well, arguably two of their best-ever players in uh, Darren Lockyer and Cameron Smith. What would they have, Reed should be starting. Yeah, and it just made a lot of sense because Queensland loved to have that uh, one-two punch between uh, hookers and, and someone that can play lock forward if needed, and that's what Harry Grant brings. Don't worry, they've brought in Ben Hunt. Yeah, so they, they raced in Ben Hunt, who is still not going to play, apparently. They're going to go with the Titans fullback uh, on the bench. So, yeah. A race to the bottom this year for Origin. It, so it feels like at the moment some really uh, iffy team selections on both sides. Jake Dubojevic, a prop forward, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, Reed done dirty there. And while it helped the Eels get the win on Sunday, it also led to him getting his arm shoulder injured. So um, some sliding door stuff um, right there. Yes. Um, I don't think there's much other news other than uh, confirming for the uh, upcoming, well, tomorrow's Wednesday, so I'll try to get this out in the morning um, before Origin. But uh, the only player now for the Eels is Junior Paulo. So um, we we wish him the best of luck for the Blues coming off the bench in that forward role. He might even uh, mix in at lock. You never know, playing that little roving 5-8 role that he does. <laughs> How you doing, Bertie? 
Yo, can you hear me? Hey. We can hear you. It's good to have you. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, well, do we start? Wait, we've already started or we're late? <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 21 we, we minutes start, in Sorry, now. I changed the time from seven to seven, uh, from 7.30 to 7, and it doesn't seem that you got the message. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All good, buddy. Come so you on, got PG the interchange, interchange card fresh in hand, mate. You're on the field. You're the impact prop forward, champ. I had a feeling because I was like, why are they joining up? I'm like, maybe I've been kicked. Maybe it was true. <laughs> Someone was getting dropped this week. <laughs> never, Bertie. We'd never drop you. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for news so we can get into the previews. So uh, our first game, if it wants to load for me, will be in the Jersey flag. Eels. Taking on the West Tigers at Marylands? Marylands. At 11 a.m.? Yeah, on Saturday. Is there a reason why they couldn't just play the three grades back-to-back-to-back at uh, well, Bankwest? It was initially played, uh, initially billed as that, and then today they've changed it. So, All right, well, just looking at that squad, how do we think we can see the boys lining up? Um, it looks like that's how they're going to run out. Is there, other than, you know, the, the usual suspects, is there, who's Fruin East Hope? I'm, I, I haven't seen his name before. No, he's been there for a good chunk of the season. Um as he, oh, William Keyes, the other winger on East, for, for the Tigers. East Hope came to us by way of the Newcastle Knights, I think. Was that right, Ham? Uh, no, Fruin's from uh, South Sydney. South Sydney. Okay, there you go. Um, so, yeah, he's been there for a while and done a good job on one wing. Um, the other wing's been a bit of a revolving door between uh, guys getting promoted to New South Wales Cup and injuries. So, Naiduki's there at the moment, but um, you've had uh, Komalafi and uh, I think Lozu's played wing at 1.2. So, there's been a few guys in the mix on the other side. Um, the, the new name there this week is Connor Garrity, who I had no idea where he was from because um, he hasn't been part of the Eels squads as a junior rep or anything. And we picked he him sounds up. English. He does. It is a, Connor Garrity is a very English name. He should be playing cricket or something or, or the uh, round ball football. But no, he joins us by way of the uh, Ron Massey Cup from Windsor, I think. So he's um, come in and is going to do a job for us in the halves. But they're taking on the top of the table team, surprisingly. The uh, West Tigers have uh, jumped the Panthers. So they're up, up out in front. And I don't really know. I mean, there's a couple of ex-seals there. You can see William Key, uh, maybe only one ex-seal there. No, Tyler Fields there as well. well. They met earlier in the year and the Tigers got up 40-22. Is that right? Yeah. 5th of April 2021. That's, that's yeah. right, yeah. When, um, there was a couple of high-scoring games in Flegg and uh, New South Wales Cup on that day. So, yeah, uh, I don't know what to make of this because the deal's uh, coming off a sort of impromptu buy and it's always hard to get a gauge on how the junior teams track out of those sort of uh, weeks off. But they've been competitive for the most parts of the year. This will be a good game for him to spring an upset and get back into the hunt for the top six. Uh, Ham, where do you think it's going to be one for the Eels? Because you look at that forward pack and obviously Tarsi James, Peter Tatio, Caleb Toey, they jump out as the, the probably the, the better talents in the team there. Yeah, I'm not sure if we do win this one. Um, West Tigers haven't lost a game all year. Um, they've had three draws. So, um, you know, we're getting a bit of experience and um, uh, talent back with Naiduki, Louisu. Uh, dropping back from their stints up in New South Wales Cup. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, 8 to sort of 17, they're big, they're fast, they're skillful. I think that's where we need to play them um, without seeing the Tigers, how the Tigers line up there. So, um, you know, your three props on the bench are all um, SG ball eligible for this year. Um, and then, of course, the st- you know, two of, two of the starting f- uh, forward pack is also SG ball el- eligible. So... Yeah, young team. Um, I think, you know, a bit of enthusiasm, you know, even though, the, you know, it's Jersey flags, so they're all young fellas. But um, hopefully with SG Ball, you can say to them, well, you know, this is your, this is a game to prove yourselves. This is a game you've got to really get up for. So. Get out there and spring the upset. Yeah. 
Yes, so the Eels come in with three wins, six losses, one draw. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how they go in this uh, cup. But we've got a lot of boys, uh, well, I shouldn't say boys, young men playing up in this grade. Oh, so it, it's, it's, it's unsurprising. It's a, it is a squad that is vastly underrepresented for what it could be in terms of uh, peak potential. There's a lot of guys playing cup. There's a lot of guys stepping up from ball to accelerate their development. So the, I, I've given them a lot of leeway in terms of results this year because while there has been some frustrating losses, uh, there's certainly circumstances behind it. Okay, and then we move on to the knock-on effect cup reserve grade, which will be played at Bankwest at 1.35pm. Eels in third, taking on Western Suburbs Magpies. In, why don't they just have a consolidated three grades? I, I think it's just the way they they set it up so it's like Newtown and... Uh, whatnot. So in the Reggies, the actual original branding of the Western Suburbs Magpie stays alive. It's part of the joint venture agreement. It's dumb. Um, <laughs> Western yeah. Suburbs Magpies in second. So uh, that team list, Will Smith goes to fullback. Uh, so um, that's a bit of an injection there. We we in the New South Wales RL team list, it doesn't have a centre. Uh, so it's got Will Penasini and who's who's the other centre? Uh, Oldfield uh, should be. Oldfield. Oldfield. Okay, for some reason it's not appearing. Uh, Makahesi Makatoa uh, at prop and Widermu Gweg. Uh, and then Kai Rodwell. What can you say about Kai? Kai's been a, a bit of a, a sold acquisition from us from West Tigers, I believe. Um, joined us very late at the start or late in the preseason, the start of the season sort of deal. And there's been a really good rotational piece, whether it's starting at Locker, coming off the bench. Um, had a bit of a nose for the trial line, gets through a lot of work. So he's been really good, along with Kurt Dillon. Um, they've both been good acquisitions for us, um, shoring up that forward pack in Reggie's. Yeah, so there's a couple of – BJ Lailua is playing second row. Yeah, I saw that early day. Like, <laughs> how, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yes, um, he, he probably is big enough to play uh, second row. Uh, and there's a couple of former Eels there. Zach Docker-Clay in the 14 uh, uh, was in the extended bench. Joseph Taipari, he's an ex-Eel, isn't he? Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, it's Wiley Louis on extended bench. Did Sione Tupu ever play for us? No. No. Um the other, Etu- the other extended, Etuali yeah, Louis. extended eel, Etwali Louis was another former. He spent a year with us. You mentioned Jock Zach Madden Dupuy. had a few trial matches with us. But yeah, yeah, but it looked like a very experienced uh, Western Suburbs Magpies team. There's a there's a lot of first grade uh, players there, although not as many as they, there was earlier in the year. Uh, no, Zach they have been thinned out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but w- what do you think out of this game? You reckon our forwards can get on a roll against uh, their, their, their forward pack, especially with Mu and uh, Makatoa. Uh, Keegan Hitbrave, he's got a lot of experience. El- Elza Kaham has been pretty good this year. Yeah, yeah. Ellie's been really good for us on the edge. Um, he's been, he's an actual, he's got a history of both clubs, I believe, right? Ham, is he, or was he a Bulldogs junior? No, I think he came from West. Bulldogs. Didn't he? Bulldogs, okay. Bulldogs. But yeah. Uh, so Elza Kaham's been really good for us on that right edge. Um, runs nice lines, got a decent offload. Um, yeah, this is a game where if the forwards get up for it, we'll be right, right in the box seat here. I think the Eels are coming in with a bit of momentum now. Jake Arthur's back. Will Smith will be a big injection. Um, let's uh, Hayes Perrin be a bit of a energizer bunny off the bench. So, yeah, looking forward to this one. And uh, hopefully sprint, or technically be springing the upset because it is 3v2. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and closing that gap towards a top two finish. All right. Um, what about the bench, though? The bench looks a little bit small. Yeah, um, it's young, I think. You know, between Davey Hollis and Tassapale, you've got uh, two Jersey Jersey flag ball eligible players there. Um, Hayes Perham can come in and play pretty much anywhere. I think he will. Kurt Dillon, though, oh, he's a pretty big boy, Kurt. Um, and he's popped off for over 200 metres a couple of times a season. So he's yeah. he's um, given the Eels a little bit of a juice 
as a middle forward there. So it, he, he probably is the most significant middle forward on that rotation. I think Davey's still obviously playing his trade and getting ready to you know take that gradual steps forward as opposed to being a, a significant piece right now. But yeah, uh, the, the, the bench probably is a little bit weaker, to your point, Hamish. Uh, but I think that the starters are pretty solid. And Makatoa goes for big minutes anyway, so he usually anchors the forward pack. I was going to say, well, Makatoa probably plays 60 to 70, and Kai Rodwell can play uh, 70 to 80 there. So, you know, smallish minutes for our bench players there. And Keegan Hipgrave will probably slide to the middle as well uh, when Charbel comes onto the field. So that or he um, will you know, go back to the bench. But he's also an option to play through the middle too. All right, well, let's jump into first grade. Eels in third position, taking on the Wests Tigers in 11th position, 4.05 p.m. on Sunday, the 13th of June at Bankwest Stadium, or Our Jungle, as we like to refer to it. Uh, Channel 9, KO, Foxtel, and local radio. Uh, So Blake Ferguson returns to the team on the extended bench. Um, So he might get dropped back to reserve grade, perhaps. Um, given that it's played before first grade. We'll wait and see there. Um, also, Will Smith is named on that extended bench. But let's run through the team list, starting with Wests. At fullback, Dane Laurie on the wings, David Nofaluma and James Roberts on the, the wing. Okay. Yeah, he's been um, there for centers. a few weeks now. Yeah, Adam Dewey, Tommy Talau. Uh, in the halves, Moses Embai, Luke Brooks. Captain is James Tamo at prop with Alex Twal. At hooker, Jacob Little. Second row, Luke Garner, Luciano Leilua, and at lock, Joe Offerhand-Gowie is named to back up from origin. The interchange bench, Stefano Otuikomano, Sean Bloor, Tom Amoni, and Alex Seafarth. Extended bench, Michael Chikam, Billy Walters, Kelma Tulagi, Jape, Jake Simkin. And then for the Eels, fullback and captain, Clint Gutherson, on the wing, Sivo and Hayes Dunster returns. Centres, Opacic and Wanga Blake. In the halves, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses. At prop is uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Junior Polo named to back up. And at hooker, Joey Lussick in place of the injured Reed Marnie. Second row, Isaiah Papali'i, Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown at lock. The bench is Murata Niakore, Sean Lane, Oregon Kafusi, Bryce Cartwright. Extended bench, Will Smith, Blake Ferguson, Jake Arthur, and Nathaniel Roach. So, uh, Bertie, I'll start with you. What do you see the strengths? Where's the weaknesses? Uh, strengths, just our forward pack and our back line. Uh, oh, actually, the whole team, to be honest, because you know, we're top four team there, like a bottom four New South Wales Cup team, to be honest. Like, you look at that team, like, West, nothing scares me. The only thing that scares me is if one of them stays down, like um, Dean Laurie. You know, if he gets clipped around the nose, you know, he, he'll stay down and, you know, milk the game. Like, I feel as though they're going to try and frustrate us because that's the only way they're going to beat us. They can't out-infuse us. They can't out you know, they're not stronger than us. They're not quicker than us, like... The only way, they're going to have to try and be more crafty than us. And I just feel as though any team led by Gufferson, who, you know, gives his 100%, I just feel as though we'll just out, you know, outsmart them in the end. And as I say, every time we, I do my predictions, our class will take care of it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident in this game. But um, just, we're just going to target um, Roberts because I don't think he can defend under the high ball that well, you know. So, he's, like, he's not a natural winger. So, you know, maybe who's on that side? Is that um, Hayes or Sivo on uh, Roberts' side? Um, uh, Nofaluma plays left. Yeah, Roberts sure. plays right. That's correct. So it'll be Roberts for Mike Sivo. Oh yeah. So you just kick, just kick to that way, you know, and have like um, you look, look, you look at that try that uh, Hayes scored. You know, Wonga Blake contests the ball in, in the air. Like just do something like that, and they got no answer for that because like even Takarangi when we beat them fifty, you know, fifty one six. Like he um, yeah, he's got a try like you know catching them in the air like a four style. So they're a small team. You know, they're not they're not much tall people in there. Um, they got a lot of they got like three props on the bench. I just I had to click on their profiles to see who what position Amoni plays, but 
surely our um our fitness will get that over them because carrying three props might be a bit um a bit risky. Well, they've got There's... four props, Birdie. All four are props. Well, he's safe half a prop. Yeah. Oh, he's been playing prop all year. Uh, oh, stupid West Tigers! Update your website, mate. This isn't <laughs> you know this is MySpace where you just <laughs> click a thing. Alex Safeaf might your... have the most misleading profile picture in the entire NRL. He looks like a dweeb. His profile picture mm. is 194 centimeters, 103 kilos. Yeah, well, <laughs> even then, four props. Like, um, I'm actually, yeah, it's a bit risky in this game. You know, one injury down, and you know they're going to be playing what's the final in the centers or some shit. But yeah, I think we can. Our fitness will take care of it. And Tam, what do you say? Um, well, yeah, first thing I noticed was that four prop bench. I thought, well, that tells me exactly where they're going to play. They're going to play it right down the middle. Um, this is where our forward pack will need to muscle up. I think if we get them early. Um, we've got the, you know, we've got three props on the bench as it stands with near Corre Lane and Cafusio playing through the middle. Um, Cartwright obviously goes out to the second row and Papa moves back into the middle. So, um, I think we've got the size, I think we've got the speed there in the forward pack to match them. And then from there, you know, uh, the two biggest concerns for me against the Tigers, one, Luciano Leilua always just seems to go off against us. It's only once per game, but you don't know when it's going to be. He always seems to have a really big game against us. And then on the flip side to Roberts, um, you know, being, uh, what, do you, what would you call it, um, in the air, uh, doubtful in the air, he's still very, very quick. And if they put in an early kick in behind Sivo, that's where I'm sort of, Sivo's a bit of a, turns like the Titanic and um, doesn't really he's, like He's a big V derby, takes a few uh, three-point turns to get around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a uh, B-double turning, so... Um, yeah, I think we need to watch out for that. I think Gutho needs to sort of... I think Hayes also needs to be on his heels there to make sure that on the fourth tackle, he's dropping back there so that um, that kick along the ground and um, in behind Sivo isn't on so Gutho can clean it up. But other than that, you know, I'm just hoping that we play a similar game as we did against um, the Knights where we don't need to try anything spectacular. Um, you know, make your tackles, make your runs... Offload the ball when there's a chance. Don't try and force it. Um, I think we can win this game, and I think we can win it comfortably. And 40? Yeah, I think, like Cam said, if you play in a similar fashion to how you took on the Newcastle Knights in round 13, you're booking yourself in for a, a very comfortable victory, but it's easier said than done. Clearly, because if you could do that every week, the NRL would be you know, a very basic science, and, and getting up for every game is a difficult um, <clears throat> beast to do to conquer because – you know, when you're playing 17 on 17, there's so many different variables go into it. In terms of who scares me or who makes me at least a little bit concerned in the Tigers lineup, I agree with Ham. Luciano Leilu is the player that really has stood up against us the last couple of times. Um, and it's not always for the 80 minutes, but it's for a handful of plays a game. Uh, he, he's capable of really exploding onto the ball and causing us some issues in defense. And that's not a paramatic thing. That's just Luciano Leilu has that sort of talent. He just doesn't do it consistently. Um Adam Doohy obviously troubled Clinton Gufferson last time around, but he's in the centres now and probably won't be doing too many of those attacking kicks. Yeah, so, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why they play? Well, I know that Embi uh, had a bit of a knock on. Yeah, he got a bit banged up, so there could be a bit of movement there. But you know, fingers crossed they keep Dewey out in the centres because some of those bombs he was. I haven't seen him put up a bomb. No, since. it was a complete outlier game. He hasn't done anything of the sort since then. The bastard, but he had and like I a career. Uncatchable by any means. Yeah, they were absolutely disgusting because Gufferson is usually so safe under the high ball and he really struggled with those kicks. But yeah, so I haven't seen anything of the sort since then. Um, but yeah, you look at that team, no Faluma, you know, decent finisher. Uh, Jacob Liddell doesn't mind having a crack from short range. That's something the Eels have to be cognizant of when they're defending their line. Um, but aside from that, they've got a couple of workers in their pack in Tamau and Twao. 
not high impact guys. Uh, Ofengahi, I know he's backing up from Origin, but he's kind of like just a first grader. I'm, I'm not really sure why he's playing Origin. And then, like you said, you that, say that for a lot of them. Yeah, that that all forward bench, uh, which means they're going to be you know fresh through the middle out throughout the course of the game, but. Uh, at the same time, they've got limited ability to adapt to a game if it, if it goes off script. And even then, uh, you know, you look at how our middles match up with Murata, Lane, and Kafusi on the bench, and you'd take those three over the, the West Tigers four anytime. So not not too concerned there. Um, West Tigers have uh, – we've had most of the ascendancy in the recent clashes, but we haven't been able to put them away, save for the uh, opening game against Bank West. So I think it's about time we put them – you know, take the cleaners to them and uh, put a root score on them. So I'm looking forward to hopefully – the only other concern is that it's a Sunday afternoon game. That's where we've had some bad losses this year. So <laughs> maybe we can snap that uh, little issue this week. Yeah, so just looking at uh, our last meeting, 36-22, but if you recall those two tries coming in, what, the last, I think it was five or six minutes, it was pretty tense up until that point. And again, we shot ourselves in the foot a lot in that first half. Uh, then the, the the time before that, last year, which was the final game of the season, which we needed to win to, to get to third, we only won 28-24 after being down by a fair bit. So um, our edge defence really needs to to show what it showed against uh, the Knights last week. And I think the West Tigers will have a bit more in attack than um, Newcastle showed last week. So um, we really have to show that defensive resolve. But I'm, I'm confident with our halves and our fullback, um, even though Reed's missing, uh, that they'll be able to pull it off. And, and I think it should be conceded that although Joey Lussick's a capable replacement, he's no Reed. And Reed, just the, the breadth of passes he can get straight off the deck and hitting chest, um, you know, it's it's that's going to be one drawback is that we won't be as crisp in attack. And, and that's understandable given that uh, Joey Lussick, whilst he's played a bit in reserve grade, hasn't he's not up to, the, to, to read money. So you're going to lose a little bit there. Uh, but just having a look at the comparison. So wins uh, this season... Uh, we've had 10 to West's Tigers 5. Uh, wins at this venue, West's have had 10 from 29 at 34%. Um, Hashtag our jungle. Correct. Is is the NRL and Parasite down for anyone else? Uh, NRL.com's working for me at the moment. So oh, I'm getting a 503. Yeah, mine's got connection failure. Yeah. Okay, well, I loaded it a while ago, so I, I, I won't refresh. Uh, <laughs> and then looking at uh, – they're pretty similar in other regards, although we, we score about 27 points a game to the West's 21 points, and we concede an average of 16 points to the West's 25. So Pathetic. I think in most categories we should have them over the top. Uh, we've won 26 to 15 against West Tigers historically uh, with one draw, so – yeah, you'd really hope that we can get up for this game. Uh, we took a positive step uh, last week. Um, but again, West, you know, they might have a little bit of confidence after beating a uh, depleted Penrith team last last week. But we, we should really have enough to get over them. I just hope that they come with the same result that they did last week. And especially the forwards, you know, Nathan Brown, Reg should both be uh, a little bit frustrated that they didn't get a look in at that New South Wales team. I think they're right on the cusp there. Uh, Gutho, he's probably the forgotten man out of um, out of origin, although I, I don't think he is a centre, and I think it was a bit silly playing him at centre last year. But still, I think even as a as an 18th man, he would have been, he he could have got a shout in that blue squad. Um, it's going to be raining the next uh, three days, so you know, hopefully, um, the ground is um, you know, better equipped to it. But I can see um, it might be a slog fest. You know, without without putting my prediction, I think it's going to be a slog. Be like a grinding match, but uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, as I said earlier, our, our forwards can take over. You know, 
Yeah, we just think that bench, rather than Akore, Oregon Kafusi and Sean Lane uh, in recent weeks has stepped up playing that middle forward role. That's a really powerful bench there. Plus, you've got Bryce Cartwright, who hasn't been overplaying his hand when he's coming to that second row position. And you've got Azai Papali, who can shift into the middle as well um, when Bryce Cartwright comes on. So you're just thinking the forward pack, we should have them covered. Um, and plus, I think our best game of the year was played in the soaking wet against the storm. So. Bring on the rain, I say. I, you know, I'd love those little ruck players who are putting it on against Melbourne. Yes. Uh, the only thing is in the rain with a bit of a dewy ball, yeah, if true. Dewey can put up those bombs, um, you know, that they'll be hard to get. But again, he's playing at centre and not in the halves, so we don't expect to see too much of that. Um, but yeah, no, I think we should be able to cover the Tigers, but it's, you know, any, any given Sunday, isn't it? Um, so they'll want to be up and, and if they show the same resolve I said as last week and they can go through the middle like they have they did last week, um, I, I think we should have West Tigers pretty handily covered. Um, all right, predictions, Bertie. Yeah, I'm going to predict a 24-6 scoreline. Uh, first try score, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Sivo. He's going to run over the top of um, uh, James Roberts and, yeah, I feel as though um, all our tries will be scored off kicks, even though I just said Sivo is going to run over someone. I don't know how he's going to get the ball, but... Maybe a bomb catch it, run over. But um, yeah, I just feel as though it'll, be, it'll come down to Mitch Moses' kicking game, you know. And um, I just feel as though we just pin them into the corner and yeah, make them work work it hard, you know. And yeah, so yeah, uh, forty. Sorry, um, I'll go for a, a big victory this week. Uh, we'll go forty-two eight, and then first try scorer. I'll go with uh, Junior Paula backing up from State of Origin. Ham. Um. So, allegedly, we've lost five of the last six with Grant Atkins as referee. Um, we're going to make that. We're going to lose five of the last nine. Parramatta are going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be quite a big score. I'm going to go – we're going to crack 30 again. It's going to be 38 to 8. Um, first try scorer, the Prince of Parramatta, Mitchell Moses. All right, I've got 26-12, Ryan Madison to go over first. And nice. West Tigers fans to cry about that. Nice. <laughs> That's why I picked Mitchell Moses too. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think that about wraps up um, the Para podcast for this week. Is there anything else off field that you guys want to touch upon? NBA finals? Uh, we NHL saw Bronny, finals. Bronny go out in the first round uh, after getting embarrassed versus <clears throat> the Suns. So that's uh, going to hurt his... Uh, Stakes in the uh, goat v goat debate between him and MJ, so that was um, entertaining. But yeah, aside from that, Julio uh, got traded to the Titans. Yeah, for a second and a fourth. For uh, sorry, yeah, second and a fourth versus the six, right? So they're going to be fun to watch. See if they can take the next step forwards. They still have Tannehill. He can't throw the ball, so they've got Derrick Henry and Julio. That's it. He's been throwing pretty well. Yeah, but he's got. I I think that adds to them because you know you've got. What, you can't load up a box when you've got the, the threat of um, Julio on the outside, can you? Let's pick your poison. <laughs> but yeah, um, aside from that, the baseball season's ticking over. There's lots of controversy about the use of uh, pine tar for pitches. So it's been an uh, interesting little subplot to that uh, season. And yeah. French Open going on. Yeah, French Open. So <laughs> Tokyo Olympics around the corner. That's going to be a train wreck. That is just going to be a disaster. <laughs> oh, it's the Olympics, so, you know. Uh, just, it is what it is. They, they are not prepared to steal a quote from Elden in World of Warcraft. They, um, 
I don't know. It, it's going to be an absolute farce, and I think it's going to be memed on for years and years to come. So looking forward to if that. You, if you can escape the whole tournament without getting COVID, you should get a gold medal. That, reckon- you, you're not wrong, Bertie. The way it's going down, I think you, you're probably right. If you get out of that tournament without any COVID, um, you get your gold medal. <laughs> Ham, anything going on for you, champ? Nah, I'm boring. That's ah, okay. We still love you. <laughs> All right. When, well, do, when think- do we do the standing ovation? Oh, no. You get standing ovations in, um, in trial, um, matches. trial matches, yeah. <laughs> we could start up a chant saying someone's a wanker at the end of the next game as well. Uh, who cares? You know, um, but I've deserved all of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so. exactly. He rolled up the crowd last time around, um, and obviously the way he left the club, uh, left the uh, fans a little bit, uh, you know, unsettled, understandably. So, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the interplay between Just both of them. Up. I, I don't mind Cleary uh, egging him on last time. I don't mind the crowd giving it back to him. That's sports. Yeah, it's just the clickbait bullshit. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, think of the children. And it's like, fuck me, seriously. Have <laughs> <laughs> any of you blokes ever been outside of a press box at the footy? That's a good point. Ham already swears at people on the way to the game. You know, he swears at bloody even Parramatta fans. So, yeah. oh, especially Parramatta fans. Yeah, Parramatta fans the most. Jeez. <laughs> Definitely. Bunch of bloody pessimists. Okay, right, guys. Well, I think we'll wrap up the Para podcast there before we get too much further off the track. So, um, best of luck to the boys over at the Wests Tigers this weekend, hoping for another W um, to count up to well, what will that be? That'll be, is it 10 and 3? Or we're at 10 and 3, so it'll be 11 and 3. That's the one. That's so too easy. All right, we'll catch you on the next Para podcast. Cheers. Adios. Thank you.